and thanks for checking in on Friends Till the End, Part 9. This time I am joined by an old podcasting pal named Giuseppe Infante. His uh, show, I should say better known as Joey, but his show, uh, The Horror Mafia Podcast, is currently going strong. They are on the Horrorphilia Network and also available under Solo Feed if you search for them. We'll put links to the show in the description for this uh, I would just want to get this out of the way first because I always forget to plug our own stuff. Uh, please follow us on Instagram and like our Facebook page. Join our Facebook group. All of those can be found at Who Will Survive Horror Podcast. Uh, if you want, you can send us an email. I don't think anyone has sent one yet, but it's fucking there if you want. That is uh, Who Will Survive Podcast at gmail.com. See, I don't even know what the hell it is, but I think there's a link on Instagram. So go on there, hit the follow button. There's a link to email us if you really want. Send a DM, send a direct message to me, whatever. I don't care. All right, I got that out of the way. And now, so back to Joey. Uh, Joey, interesting guy. And the way that this show rolls out here is pretty much the way that you're going to always get Joey, which is raw and unfiltered and uncensored and kind of all over the place. And a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but that's that's what we love about Joey. Joey is a great guy, a big sweetheart, and somebody who, before I started podcasting, just started following him and uh, being friends with him, which we'll cover this on the episode, so I won't rehash all that bullshit, but uh, 
basically he kind of gave me my first chance outside of somebody I had known for a while to, to join a, a podcast and be a member of it. And things didn't go exactly as we had hoped they would, but nonetheless, he gave me the opportunity, gave me the confidence, and you know, him and I have remained friends before that, after that, and I'm sure even more so after this comes out. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We got into talking about the uh, writing that Joey does, which is primarily poetry this day, but also his desire to write a uh, screenplay or script, whatever, whatever the fuck you call that, for a movie. I don't know. I don't know anything about writing. So I had Joey come on here to talk about it, because that's what we do. So, yeah, it was... Uh, a fun talk, just great to get to catch up with Joey. He is uh, just a good guy to interact with. There's a little bit of his poetry in here. There's a little bit of uh, talk about how he got to where he was and just some of the different podcasts that he had been a part of and, and what's going on with him these days. Uh, I think that's it. And if you are subscribed to us on iTunes, please uh, go and leave a rating and review um, I had promised this before, and we never had fully gotten up to 10 written reviews yet, so if we get a couple more, then I'm going to pick out some people to decide a movie that we get to review, and possibly even be on that show? We'll see. Uh, so yeah, please hit us up iTunes. We're also on Stitcher. I believe that we're on Google Play or Google Podcasts or whatever that thing is that's going around now. Uh, you can find us wherever. Just Google the name. Interact with us. Uh, join the Facebook group. We have some stuff going on in there from time to time. And uh, I think that's about it. So I won't keep you guys waiting any longer here. I will give you the interview slash conversation with myself and of the Horror Mafia podcast, Mr. Giuseppe slash Joey Infante. Thought you could run, but you won't take a chance. 
chance It's not an experience if they can't bring someone along They hang on emotions, they bottle inside They peck at the ground and they strut out of stride Birds of a feather are flocking outside have a topic and just fuck around you know? yeah so you gotta like you gotta rein yourself back in a little bit for sure i mean shit i haven't even been doing it for a year now so yeah it's it's crazy how it just like happens and yeah, yeah. you know you get you, experience right and like mm-hmm. you know go back and listen to our first episodes when you did the one episode with us on death by podcast and when i even started that show it's just sure, like sure. To listen to mafia episodes now and your show now it's like wow we actually fucking wasn't fucking around here <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I think uh, why don't we talk a little bit more about kind of how you got started with podcasting in general because i met you through death by podcast which you just mentioned we had the the infamous one and done season of uh, of the lineup with me <laughs> which we'll get into that yes. but um how how did you get into podcasting? Because I think you had said you did something before Death by, right? Um, yeah, before Death by podcast, there was all right. Just real quick, I, I mean, this, I guess this is the time to tell stories, right? Story yes. time with Joey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. So, um, you know, Mike and I are from the same neighborhood, though, where about 15 years apart, right? So he, he's one of the older guys in the neighborhood. But he's old school horror OG fan, like, used to go to the small shops in Chinatown and, you know, get these obscure DVDs and, like, sure, sure. just like I used to get film and put it off my friends, they'd be like, dude, what the fuck, you know? It's just like, listen, it's not for everybody, you know? And, uh, you know, at, we, we, we knew each other from the local watering hole, you know what I mean? When I was a young, uh, a late teenager, early 20s, and, you know, we both shared our love for horror. He was, you know... I was doing my writing, starting that out. He was, you know, um, telling me about things that he's written and like horror stories. And then we started, you know, just sharing stories of horror. And then eventually, um, I guess we started listening to podcasts and he's like, oh, you got to check out this podcast, Talk Discussions. And that was probably like five years ago. So, uh, you know, in the earlier stages of Dark Discussions, it, it was, you know, Unlike other horror podcasts where they were going deep, digging through the surface. And, and I picked around at other podcasts and, you know, some some were good. They were all right. I mean, but like getting, you know, cracking through the surface and not just, you know, saying like, oh, I thought this was cool. Yeah, that was a great shot. But like, you know, what what, what was the intent here? What was mm -hmm. the, you know, what do you, how do you interpret the message of the film? You know, what? why do you think, the, you know, Director X chose to do it this way versus that way? And things like that, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, it's, and it got literary almost. It got, you know, quote unquote, um, pseudo intellectual, as Watson likes to say, right? Because mm -hmm. I, I think that's, you know, I'm of the same cloth because, dude, I'm not fucking Bill Einstein, but I mean, I'm, I'm a world viewer and a critical thinker, you know? Right, right. So anyway... We started, you know, oh, you check out the new episode of Dark Discussions. And then eventually, like, you know, two years after that, it was like, dude, you want to do a show? I'm, uh, you know, I started talking with this guy, Steve from LA, I met on the internet. Okay. And it's so weird meeting, meet people on the internet, right? Right, like, right. 10 years ago, it was like, if you went on a date from fucking, you know, dating service, you'd, you didn't tell anybody unless it like was really, really, really good. Sure. <laughs> Now it's like we're fucking hanging out online watching movies in a chat room together. I know. It's Nuts. definitely interesting. But anyway. Oh, um, sorry. I'm a tangent kind of guy. As I'm sure you know. Um, so, yeah. Dark Discussions was definitely a major influence into the way I podcast, I guess. But also the fact that, you know, they're also writers. I'm a writer. You know, it, it's it's of the same cloth, you know. so Sure. So you guys uh, decided to start one with this guy, Steve. Yes. Was yes. Your, uh, your first show, then. Yeah, that was. I mean, it's Ghost similar for for everyone. Where you know you start listening to one or two shows, and then you realize, oh, this is just like a group of guys. Let's give it a shot ourselves. You know. Oh yeah. It was so. It it was me and Mike and this guy Steve and and Mike. You know, he's not tech savvy, so luckily, you know, he come to my place and we do it. You know, mm -hmm. and um, eventually we we were about three episodes in and. You know, the guy, he's like, listen, I, I can't do it. You know, I got whatever going on. No problem. Mm -hmm. All good, you know? So Mike and I started, you know, it was just me and him for a few episodes. And next thing you know, we started getting emails from, like, directors and festival people. And it was like, oh, this is pretty cool. So, you know, whatever. The, the guy, Steve, I guess he saw these things and was like, oh, I want to come back on. And basically, 
the long and the short of it, it didn't work out because what he wanted to do was manage a site basically, and we wanted a podcast. And I was like, dude, right? You know, we we brought a, Alicia on because you left, right? And then he's like, oh, I just I, this person's coming on the show, and it's like, dude, it, it wasn't like it wasn't working. You know what I mean? Something wasn't yeah, working. Yeah. Like, and 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 you know, nothing personal. It's just like, dude, if things aren't clicking, like, I don't know you from a fucking hole in the wall. You live in L.A. somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, only three episodes, so it's not like he invested exactly. all this time into it. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna fucking you know lose hair about this. I already lost enough hair. I'm <laughs> not, you know? Like life's gonna go on, bro. You have a wife and kids. I have a wife and kids. Like it's not that serious, mm-hmm. you know. So Mike, me, Mike, and Alicia, we started the Death by Podcast. You know, we changed the name, and uh, that was it. We we started Death by Podcast, and it, and it was just it clicked. We used to record in the same room, and that definitely added to it. Oh yeah, yeah. But you know, Alicia, she's amazing. She's so bright. We went to grad school together, and and you know, one of the reasons why things fell apart too is because she's a writer, and and it's like we're not getting paychecks for this. This takes time, energy, and if you're not, if you don't want to do it, gung ho. It, it's easy to just be like, after a year of it, like, hey, it was fun, but I gotta get back to my book, you know. And I respect that 100%. You gotta do what you gotta do, but like, even with Mike, it's like. You know, Mike's, he's t- hes told everybody before, he's a sergeant for the NYPD. Dude's got so much on his plate between his children, you know, his girlfriend, his job, his other job. And it's like, I want to put out shows every week. And he's like, dude, what are you fucking nuts? Like, yeah, right. right. He's uh, I, kind of time. So, and then, you know, between everything, it was just like, you know what, guys, it, it, that's it. it. We had fun. It, it, it's going to, you know, it was, it definitely was a learning experience. And I thank the two of them. For uh, you know, helping me realize, you know, especially Mike, don't spread yourself too thin. It's it's real easy to like, like we mentioned before, get the bug and want to do so much and be so ambitious because Absolutely. that that's me. I'm so ambitious, but like, dude, from wake to bed, I got kids. It's not like mm-hmm. I could do things myself. Right. Well, mm-hmm. and I think the problem too is the the quality of your work suffers for sure. Like you're just putting in so much time and you're like I gotta finish this I gotta finish this I gotta finish this I gotta watch this movie and you start to not really start to not really give a fuck about what you're watching and pay attention to it so much yeah but, yeah. no I, I found you guys when you were just starting with Alicia so I'm not sure you know in the numbering sequence if that was like the first episode of Death by Podcast was with her yeah okay the, so the, the last episode of Dose of Terror she was on okay. but then we relaunched with a new episode and that was our first episode of Death by Podcast. I think it was sure. like Wes Craven's New Nightmare. I don't fucking remember, so, bro. Yeah, I don't even remember. <laughs> I, but that was how I found you guys. And specifically you, I you know started talking to you through Facebook and whatever. And it was, you know, I, I think a year or so probably that you were doing that show before they were having to leave. And so you and I had just been talking and sort of paling around through the internet web communications and such and uh you invited me to come try to fill in to like keep the show alive basically yeah yeah i mean you know it 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 was odd because the way things worked out was um we basically excuse me wrapped up at the end of june and it was like Mm. you know almost like a, a tv series so i was like that was season one you know like let's get the new cast for season two like me and mike and we'll get some new co-hosts and Dude, you you know, you 
I talked to you so much, and it was like you were a perfect fit. You know what we're all about, right? And right. you wanted to get into the podcasting game, and let's sure. do it. Yeah, because I just kind of started throwing my my hat in the ring of like trying to get guest spots and stuff. So yeah, because even before that, you were you know messaging me, asking me questions about podcasting and right. different you know ways of going about it, how to mm-hmm. get quality and stuff. Sure. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I just liked what the, the conversation between you guys, which obviously takes on a different level when everyone is together and talking in the same room and, and you can react to the person's body language as well as their words. But obviously it still can work through Skype and a lot of people do it this way. And so it was cool that you, you extended that offer to me. And unfortunately, I don't think that it was it was anything more than just that everyone was doing too much other stuff at the same time and we could never really yep. line up our schedule. So it was like, you know what guys, this is just becoming frustrating. Let's just keep doing our things and we'll, you know, talk more about doing something else later, you know? So yeah, yeah. But it was, and it I, was a, a weird time for me cause I was just starting doing, well, whatever, whatever you want to call this show or three different shows or whatever it is now, but <laughs> we uh, <laughs> were just kind of starting too. So it was like, I didn't have a lot of time. And then Mike was also not, really being available as much so without him then it was really just you and then new people so it wasn't even the same podcast anymore at that point you know what i'm saying right right yeah you know like i said the idea definitely was you know mike and i at the bar talking hard well let's do this on the air you know and and it clicked but again you know it, it it really opened up how I now bring it to the table because I listen to earlier episodes and sometimes I'm like, what the fuck, am, what am I doing? You know, like I don't drink on podcasts anymore. Back then, I always dr- had a, at least a <laughs> beer or two, and if not, like crocked. I remember one episode I was so wrecked they were just like, dude, shut up, you, you know, like you're fucking wrecked, <laughs> and uh, it's embarrassing, you know, like dude. I mean, when you start. When you start, when you're in, you're an entertainer, you, you know, just imagine like a stand-up comedian goes on stage and is belligerently drunk to where the audience is like, dude, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Same kind of spiel here, you know what I mean? Sure. So it's like, that's not how I want my, you know, on-air persona, quote unquote, you know, I mean, it is the real me. It's not like, I don't like, you know, change when I go on and off air, really, to, you know, but you know what I mean? It, it, so it, it, it's it's tough and, and you got to find the groove and like now I think I'm in, in the groove because learning from Death by Podcast and then we did Death by Moonsault, the wrestling podcast, seven episodes. It, I mean, that and Slice and Dice Redcast. So we had three going. It was just way too crazy. And Right. Well, and you were doing them like most of them were at least bi-weekly and some of them were more than every other week so you were were doing at least you know one or two things a week and i know a lot of your shows you do long and yeah it was all over the place right it was just like yeah it it was nuts man but again the bug i loved it and i still Mm -hmm. do but now it's like it's really focused sure so now you know we we're all kind of starting things out and i guess you sort of continued one thing and then you were also starting another podcast right around the same time that we were sort of starting our show and then you know the, right, the right. whole thing was falling apart with the other show and stuff so um you had already had slice and dice dreadcast going which you guys are still doing that one right actually we're done with slice and dice slice and okay. dice ended um about a month or two ago okay i know it was and, and, and fairly for, recent and for, it was going yeah, it, it was going. We did forty episodes, man. We we had a and and just to you know give stay with the timeline real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, at during that summer, I guess that was the summer of 2017, last summer. Um, you know, Death by Podcast fell apart. Um, Slice and Dice rose like a phoenix from the ashes. We had guests on that killer episode. I'm talking just really talking the way I wanted to talk with guests. We had Debbie Voorhees from Friday 13th Part mm-hmm. 5. We yeah, had Jack Angle, Queen Malvolia, um, and, and others, you know. We had Watson in there, you know. We, we, we had some some uh, great conversation, man. Yeah. And that was because J-Mac, he had to go to his job training, and it was like intense training for months. So then he came back, and it was like, oh, good, because booking people every week was fucking out of control. Yeah, right. You know? And I'm sure you guys know all about that now, because you guys have guests all the time. And yes, just, yeah. <laughs> You know? Yeah, it gets a little crazy for sure. Um, so that was filling the void, and then I get a message from Don and Ellie and Bill, like, "Hey, we're starting up this thing called the Horror Mafia Podcast, and you know, I think it'd be like the perfect fit for it. You know, I'm a fucking Italian guy from Brooklyn. Oh, why you doing? You know, <laughs> that loves horror movies and mafia movies. So, um." I was like, yeah, let's do it, you know? So we started that. Sure. I was like, let me give that a try, because they were both new to the game. They, you know, uh-huh. they've never podcast. And, uh, right, right. Well, and, and Don was one of the people that was going to kind of join Death by a Podcast. And so, yes. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of crossbreeding here. Or, oh, yeah. Maybe that sounds bad, crossbreeding. Cross pollination? Does that sound better? Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like no cross pollination, boy. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> No, no, uh, no inbreeding, at least. <laughs> and the seagulls will fly. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> sorry. No problem. But, um, no problem. A little, little chiefity do there. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> so the uh, the horror mafia one was kind of starting up around that time, and I know. You guys are having a lot of fun with that show and just kind of rolling and doing some silly stuff and you're covering all kinds of movies that I've never even heard of. And yeah, so, oh, me too. <laughs> I've never heard of them. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, that's kind of the fun thing I think you used to try and do a lot with, with Slice and Dice and, and other stuff was you're like, hey, here's some crazy old movie that, you know, whatever nobody has heard of or let's try and talk about this and see what, and, you know, you guys had a lot of, uh, a lot of misses. Oh, yeah. There was a few, you know, fun conversations out of watching some of these bad movies too. So. Oh yeah, I mean, Jim Jim was my co-host on Slice and Dice Redcast, and uh, you know he he definitely was you know not happy about the, the show going off the air, and I wasn't happy about it either. But it's just right. it, it was at a point where it was like we just couldn't get it out one week this and one week that, and it's not that we had bad conversation, but it's just oh yeah yeah. So, you know, so much going on in life. Yes. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's like I already have this show that's talking horror, and I know. You know, and and that's the one that's really the the engines running full steam, and you know, again, it's nothing personal to him, J Mac, Bill, or anything. It's just that's the one that's, you know, I, I mean, I, it's just it, it's like almost like lightning caught in the bottle that where the three of us had this. Well, not even three because it started with three, and now we have. T, Tanya, Torture, mm-hmm. became our fourth co-host. Um, and, but she's just like one of the guys, but at the same time, she brings that lens that we can't and is necessary. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, and then you have Don, who's, you know, Sharknado's 10 out of 10, but The Shining's a piece of shit. Right. Right? His views are just totally the opposite of mine. 
But at the same time, we find ourselves meeting at the middle on so many things where it's like, I can't believe we both decided on this. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah. It's, so it's beautiful. And then, and you know, Bill is like the mic where Bill is old school, except even further, Bill has written in, and been in film. He's experienced sure. with that stuff. So he's an OG. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tanya's, you know, she loves horror, but she hasn't seen these movies since she was a kid and some she's never even seen. So it's like, you know, on top of bringing the feminist view, female view, sorry, I mean feminist, female lens mm-hmm. that we can't necessarily bring, um, it, it, it brings everything full circle. And we 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 talk crazy. We talk serious. I mean, sure, it just works. Well, and it, you guys... And I've noticed that um, you tend to gravitate towards these like larger group show conversations, and I think there's there's definitely personality types that work well in those, and then there's other ones that like to be more, uh, you know, smaller groups, two, three people, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I've heard you in all different formats, but I think it always seems like you have kind of that uh, that um, mentality of like, hey, the more the merrier, you know. Bring yeah, some more I, I think. In. Let's talk. Yeah, Dave, I think it's how Dave Z puts it, the, the morning zoo atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a, a beast, bro. Put me in the morning zoo, you sure, know? Sure, sure. Um, I want to, you know, laugh, crack jokes. But at the same time, you know, the background music stops and it's just like jaws are dropping. We're talking serious to where tears are ready to start coming out. Like, you never know what's going to happen. Sure, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and you know, it's, it's nice because you get kind of these longer breaks too, but then you have to remember to stop listening and, and actually start talking at some point too. So yeah, <laughs> oh, there's yeah. four or five people it gets, um, and, and you know what to it, find your, your place in it, but you guys do it well because you do it with the same four or five people a lot, you know? So, right. And, and it goes back to what you said before way earlier in the thing, right? Like we're doing this, um, you know, it's two in the morning. We've been recording for three hours already. And yeah, I'd love to be, you know, going deep on this third movie, but I'm just sitting there like, hurry up, guys. I just want to go to fucking bed right now. I really don't. <laughs> like, if sure, I was getting yeah. a paycheck, my producer would be like, dude, what are you doing? You know? Mm. But like, I, yeah, I, I'm not, it's not going to be a pimple on my ass, bro. I'm not getting paychecks for this. Sure. And I think. Well, I think our quality speaks for itself. So if you hear me on an episode fading out, you know, oh, mm-hmm. this guy has two kids, works a, a job as a professor, you know, sacrifices sleep, sleeps two, three, four hours the most a night just so he could do this shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I hear you. And, you know, it's tough because you're always battling some sort of time zone thing. And so that's a fucking... Oh, yeah. Well, you guys have Don is in California. It's like Marco and I are California to New York because uh, I'm, I'm also in New York, so... Three hours, bro. Yeah. It's a lot. We just did our biggest time travel episode where we interviewed a guy that is in Japan. That's sick. So, yeah, it was... That's uh, time travel, all right? It, it was um, a whole, like, 13 hours later on the calendar where he was. So it was, like, Sunday night for me and late Monday morning for him. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Like, it's so crazy how dudes in Japan yet, you know, next week... On who will survive horror movie podcast? Like, dude, it's fucking coming. Yep. You know, technology is amazing, but oh, yeah, at the same yeah. time, it'll destroy you. No, well, it's cool too. Like, I've had, uh, I had a guy from Australia. I guess that was also a 13-hour difference where him and I traded off. Like, he he did an episode of this show, and then I did an episode of his show, which hasn't come out yet. Well, I guess it depends on when this comes out, and people are actually hearing me say that. But, 
Um, that's the the Witch versus the Doomsday Clock show. I don't know if you've ever listened to that one, but uh, that's uh, I've never listened to it. I've I've seen it. I know, I, I've seen a whole bunch of sure sure. Uh, there's podcasts. so there's so many shows. It's hard. To, I'm always want to try people's you know new shows I see and hear of, and it's just so hard to to break stuff in. And so the, I think the tough thing is trying to find a way to stay somewhat relevant to at least a small group of core fans and then you get the occasional people that come in for the, the bigger tentpole type stuff that that they want to hear you talk about because uh, like i said you cover a lot of sort of niche movies or things that people don't usually talk about or stuff that isn't quite as popular or well known and I, I know i fall victim to that too sometimes i'm like i don't want to talk about the big movies everyone's talked about those i want to talk about this fucking weird australian movie i found that isn't even available in america yet yeah <laughs> well recently we just knocked out nightmare and friday and a big shebang we had neil lemoy from the nfw podcast on nice. and uh we said you know what we'll do one episode run through the whole franchise of each like just mm-hmm. give initial thoughts and ratings not you know go scene by scene or anything crazy and just get it out get it done we called the battle of the icons but it was just so enormous and ended up being a two-parter but we did it went through it put it aside done you know, then like the next episode is like two Japanese movies or some shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we covered uh, we covered our rankings of the movies on a recent interview episode. Uh, we had one of the guys that we were interviewing from The Strangers Pray at Night. It was the guy that played the man in the mask. And I, I knew I'd been talking to him on social media as this huge Friday the 13th fan and like just a big horror fan in general. So I was like, hey, would you want to rank your Friday the 13th movies with us on the show? And he was like, yeah, sure, why not? So he's like, I have a very unpopular opinion about some of my favorite ones. So that would be kind of fun to trot that theory out. So. <laughs> So it's it's fun to talk about this stuff and just not fun to like to beat it to death like you said you guys don't want to spend an entire episode on each movie or anything so it's well you guys did that monster marathon of like watching a bunch of them on fucking YouTube or something the one time when I first met you didn't you um what you mean long long time ago? yeah like well when I first met you I think you and and J Mac like watched. A couple of them and did commentaries or something on youtube for friday the 13th oh yeah for our uh 10th slice and dice episode it was uh a friday 13th and we did commentary for part seven and eight and got freaking banned uh, got a copyright <laughs> infringement nice nice and it, i think you were on till like super late too weren't you you were like falling asleep oh so yeah it like four in the it, morning or something yeah dude there was one episode of slice and dice i literally fell asleep drunk on the air and recorded for like three or four hours so the computer died that's hilarious (laughs) it's like that's why you don't drink in podcasts bro Uh, those are the renegade days of slice and dice right yeah yeah i'm like i have my i have my coffee now you know i'm not getting loaded and you know it's hard it feels better gotta stay uh clear-headed i know way back in the day i did a guest spot on this one show a few times like years ago and uh i don't even drink anymore now but like back then i used to drink occasionally and i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna get drunk and then like i'll be super funny because i'll be talking all this shit because i'll be hammered you know and it's it's like not the same when you're drunk 
and sitting at home by yourself and just like listening to four people talk through your phone held up against your face and you're fucking sitting there all hammered and like you can't really find the groove to start talking shit to people that aren't also drunk and in the same room as you (laughs) (laughs) i ended up just sitting there all quiet and listening to them and like barely fucking saying anything oh god that's what happens sometimes it's a nightmare (laughs) you know my cousin um he was on an episode of slice and dice once cousin nicky and um he, he was like, yeah, I want to start a podcast. And, you know, these are like, you know, mid 40s, grown men in New Hampshire, like, let's start a podcast. And I guess, you know, some of them had money. They shelled out hundreds of dollars, bought all this equipment. And the long and the short of it is basically they would get together, get drunk, record it and talk politics. And he didn't want to get drunk. And, and you know, he was just like, dude, this is ridiculous. And, mm-hmm. it, 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 you know, within a month, it was that was it, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like... It, do you really want to, you know, podcast? I mean, it's really not the most pleasant thing at times. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. You're not seeing any fiscal matter out of it. Right. Uh, if anything, you're negative. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, you know, if you just want to get drunk and rant, you could do that on Facebook Live. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. You have to like have a, a goal. It's not worth it to shell out the money, whether it's for hosting or equipment or... I mean, I guess you could do a shitty thing on very cheap hosting with, with bad equipment, but no one's going to listen to it, so what's the point anyways then, right? Like, right. You, you at least want to put out something that's listenable and, and that people can find some interest in it. And you know, when we... When we started the show, right, mm-hmm. Dose of Terror, we were in, on hard. I didn't even know what Harphilia was. Right. So who the hell was listening to these things, right? Mm-hmm. And then we go, we start Death by Podcast. We didn't get on Harphilia until we started August 1st. Mm-hmm. We didn't get into Harphilia until about November, December. Mm-hmm. So we used to say, our, we used to be like, our non-listeners out there, because who the hell is listening to us? You know, at right. that point, I was not in any kind of like horror communities, Facebook groups, yeah, any of it. Yeah, it's, it's hard right. to build a following for sure. So we were just doing it to do it because we wanted to talk and, and mm-hmm. you know, maybe like-minded people would like to share it. You know, we, we knew about dark discussions and some other podcasts, um, horror news radio and a couple others I used to listen to. Uh, but it, I don't even listen to any of those shows anymore. It's obviously dark discussions, but you know, it's such an abundance out there, and 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 it's tough because there's a couple of things that I do to try to, you know, hear as much as I could can. So I have an OCD where I I'm a spoiler freak. You know, I don't want spoilers revealed, and sometimes it happens, sometimes it does, whatever. But ultimately, if it's a movie that I've never seen, like. I'm just gonna cut it out there, you know. I'll listen to the intro, the beginning parts, you know. Yes. And then I'll just stop it, you know, half hour, an hour, whenever it is. Yeah. So yeah. I do that, um, and you know, I, I try to listen to bits and pieces, you know, like I pop on Exploding Heads, um, and the one missed call. I didn't see those, and my OCD doesn't care if I know what happens, so I listen through. Sure. You know, but like for you know the episode you had with the Luch, come on. I didn't see Raw yet, so I was like, fuck, ah, stop right. it here, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. you know, I, it's, but it's I, definitely tough. I, I've I been, got a little bit of it in there, you know what I mean? Right. I've been doing some of that myself, too, because I find myself listening to shows about movies that I'm considering watching, and then 
I'm like letting other people make up my mind for me in a way like whether someone could say that they loved the movie but if I don't like what they're saying about it it could just be that they're explaining it poorly or something but it's in a similar sort of way like not that I care about the spoiler so much but I'm I'm having my opinion of a movie influenced by someone that's seen it and I haven't seen it myself so I've been avoiding a lot of stuff that I haven't seen that I want to see as well yeah so it's it, you know this so, and now you're like friends with all these people sure like you, you don't want to of course you want to you know it's like i just uh if i if i have to i'll download it and then i don't listen to the whole thing like you do so that way i don't get it spoiled <laughs> it's like well at least you get a download you know i'll fucking i'll like the post or share it or whatever <laughs> get a stat out of it <laughs> that's all i ask is for people just to download they don't even have to listen to the whole thing just download it and then play like two minutes and then delete it. That's all. That's all. That works. Just listen to the intro song and then as soon as I start talking, be like, nope. nope that's it. Just dance during it and at least that makes up for it. <laughs> I mean, maybe stay for a little while. Nah. All right. We'll stay. <laughs> so, but, you know, podcast, other podcasts that I do like outside of things, mm-hmm. um, it's mostly like true crime, conspiracy stuff. Yes. You know, yeah, the conspiracy like guys that. and uh, Sword and Scale. I love Sword and Scale. I don't care what anybody says about, you know, this guy, that guy, whatever. I put it on. I listen to sure. it from beginning to end, and I'm, like, fucking glued to my phone. Not even – I'm just – not glued to my phone. I, I'm, like, trying not to crash my car, usually. That's where I do most of my podcast listening. Yeah. I, <laughs> I also listen to that one, too. And I, I, I don't, like, know enough about the guy to defend him or go against him. But I have read – arguments on both sides of whatever the negative things people have said about him so yeah. i know one of the criticisms of him is that people say that he's like like he basically makes fun of people with mental health issues or something or he doesn't take it seriously but mm-hmm. everything that i've listened to it sounds like he is pretty respectful about it and takes it seriously so maybe yeah. it's just like his social media interactions he's a dick or something but i don't know i i I heard that criticism, and I've never come across anything. Yeah, that, I haven't either, and you know, I listen to a lot of them. So yeah. I mean, maybe I've he's an to asshole. The one I freaking love that show. <laughs> he might be an asshole on social media. I don't follow him anywhere or anything. So I, I know he's like hating on chicks and stuff online. Yeah, but like, dude, what, you know, I mean, it's not like he's acting upon things. I mean, yeah, he did I, he, I don't know what he does or doesn't do. So I just treat it as like it's a thing. I don't pay for it. It's free. I, I download it and that's it. So, right. you know, and there is. I don't the, support uh, it fully, I suppose. There's the there's the uh, show that they do called Sword and Scale Plus. It's mm-hmm. like it's your bonus episodes. And right, right. This is this will shift gears a little bit. It's just something that I think is really interesting. Mm-hmm. So you know, um, he did an episode on the Cannibal Cop. You know this guy, the Cannibal Cop. Sounds vaguely familiar, but I listen to a lot of shows, so stuff starts to blend together. So, (laughs) (laughs) what happened was in uh, 2013, right? He was a NYPD cop who basically got caught by his wife um, looking at, like, basically cannibal fantasies, and that's how he got off, the long and the short of it, right? Like, he never actually acted upon these things, but he would, like, have role play online. Okay. So... He actually came on the show and talked with not Mike Boudet, but another um, interviewer from Sword and Scale that works for the website. And dude, he was, it was amazing just to hear this guy talk. And it's like, I, you know, I never even thought twice about it. Like, I never harmed anyone. Like, I would just open up my computer, pop on, you know, a couple of these, 
websites, a little role play, get off and go, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I never harmed anyone. And then his whole life got flipped sure, upside sure. down, hasn't seen his kids since. Like, it's, it's crazy, bro. So, you know, what, you know, he spent about three years in prison or 18 months, whatever, he spent time in prison, got found guilty, it got overturned, right? So like, you know, what's the morality here? You know, like he was into this freaking, you know, dark fetish shit, mm -hmm. but never acted upon it. So, but he spent years in jail. That's batshit crazy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't, I don't totally remember that one, but I have not heard all of those either. But uh, yeah, it's, it's tough because I've heard things on all sides of it. And so I, f I feel weird about supporting it sometimes but the content is so good sometimes <laughs> so good it's so good you know i mean where are you gonna hear this guy come on and actually you know tell his tale right. and then he wrote a book and you know it, to actually give this guy that platform to you know speak freely and you know this is my story like i'm mm -hmm. I, this is you know and he's like yeah once in a while i i still go on but I'm just really cautious and like, I just, I, I don't, you know, whatever he said, he doesn't go as deep down the rabbit hole, basically, you know, it's a right. kind of get in and get out kind of quickie thing. Yeah. <laughs> so it, you are, are just down to the one podcast now. And I know yes. we talked a little bit before about how we don't want to get too many things going for ourselves, but I have a feeling that you might be getting something going for yourself. Well, <laughs> that's what happens man it's like <laughs> you know slice and dice ends and you're like oh now i got some your time. show yeah. and then next thing you know somebody messages you and like hey you know do you ever think about doing a show like this or that and it's like uh yeah <laughs> so i don't know there might be another show on the uh on the horizon it might be beneath the zenith somewhere so we'll we'll have to find out in the coming weeks, but there there will be more to be said on things like the Cannibal Cop and other crazy shit out there in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. Well, uh, before we completely wrap up, then we'll tell everyone where to keep up with you just in case something does happen. But uh, before we did wrap up, I also wanted to talk a little bit about something that you know when i when i first met you through listening to your show uh, we just kind of started talking on i don't know a more personal level and you would talk about how you were a writer and, and a teacher and that you you know had, had done some some different kind of creative things and i'm always interested in people's creative side like i've you know had people come on that play different you know musical instruments or, or have different mm -hmm. creative endeavors and obviously everyone that i have on the show does podcasting which is some sort of creative endeavor uh so how did you um i guess become a writer uh, going <laughs> back to you know just when you were in school did you just always like that as a class or no a not at all man i didn't read a book till i was an adult <laughs> mm -hmm. nice um i dude it it was just so crazy how it happened i it's like i, I i'll just tell the story here we go sure. so um you know, as an adolescent and about even before, long before, I'd say about third grade, you know, like when Goosebumps came out, mm -hmm. I would just get the books because they looked badass. And I never actually read Goosebumps. I just, you know, thought they were fucking cool. You know, I loved horror. I was a little kid that loved horror. But at that point, like, you know, I stopped reading. So I didn't read 
a damn book from when I was a child till I was 19 going on 20. I, I failed out of high school, somehow managed to go to another high school, scrape it together, dropped out of college after a couple of weeks and worked in a butcher for a year, 11 hours a day, six days a week. And it fucking sucked. Uh, You know, I mean, the money was decent cash money. And I learned how to cook more because I learned from my mother growing up, of course, but a different element, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I, at the core, I, I just wanted to play in bands. At the time, I was in a band called Poor Boy, you know, punk rock three-piece. And, okay. I, you know, I've been playing music from when I was a kid. Started with trumpet, trombone, baritone, horn, taught myself bass, drums, a little guitar. But I played bass in the band, you know, in and out of bands and shit. So I never wrote, I never, you know, read. I wrote shitty songs, right? <laughs> now my yes, six yeah. old shitty songs, right? But um, I, I never actually was into any kind of reading. So when I was 1920, right, right, I had just gotten a job in the hospital. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna go to school and become a nurse. You know, I have a lot of extended family in nursing. I liked help, helping people. I was young and it was a feeling I never really felt before helping somebody, you know? Mm-hmm. like holy shit you can like pass it pay it forward you know sure so i said let's do it and i was in the airport and i picked up jurassic park by michael Crichton, and i read it and it blew me away man it took me to a place that i had never been before um jurassic park to be specific mm-hmm. but <laughs> um <laughs> it was like you know because i knew the movie it just played in my head but on just a deeper level you know um and at that time, I was into like wacky experimental um, film, like El Topo by Alejandro Yagodowski and um, Phantasm. At that point, was my favorite movie and still is. Okay. You know, so I, there was this surrealist to me. I mean, I love Fish and The Grateful Dead, and okay. um, you know, there was this cosmic entity that somehow brought me to this book and then to the next book, The Lost World, and then to Lord of the Rings and Clive Barker and Stephen King and then the floodgates opened. And while I'm in college studying shit like pathophysiology and pharmacology to be a nurse, all I want to do is sit in the corner with a bowl and a book and just, (laughs) you know, (laughs) do my thing. And uh, I said, you know what? I'm going to change majors to English. I'll get my bachelor's and then switch, finish up my RN learn how to write a little, and boom. So I changed majors. Everybody thought I was crazy. Like, what are you nuts? You just want to sit in the basement and get stolen all day and do nothing with your life. Like, I was already a black sheep of failure. So it was just like, Mm -hmm. it was inevitable. We knew this was going to happen. That kind of deal, you know? Um, So I really caught the shit end of the stick for it. But, I, dude, I went and all of a sudden I started getting straight A's and in grad school, I had a 4.0, but like before grad school, I met this guy, Lewis Walsh, who became my mentor. Um, he is one of the most amazing men I've ever met in my life. Um, and he was like, dude, you know, you close the door and you do what you want in the college classroom. And that stuck with me. And I was like, you know what? I want to fucking be a writer and a professor. That's what I'm going to do. You know, he like was introduced me to poetry and that first semester was just like holy shit like i could create music with words and art with words and it was just it felt so right you know mm-hmm. um for those years before i never really written i just had read a lot of books but then it was like now i want to be a writer because 
I, I wanted to write like horror and fantasy novels, you know? Sure. And what happened was I met poetry and it changed everything. And that's when I went to grad school and studied poetry and got my master's in it. And now I'm a freaking professor at Toro College in Brooklyn, New York. And I teach literature, you know, and uh, college writing. And yeah, that's awesome. I have my own little small press that publishes poetry. You know, we, we, we do our thing, man. And I'm very grateful for it all because I showed everybody like, dude, you know, I could have been making bank as a nurse. I make a fraction of that, but I love being at work. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's cool that you sort of had this 180 revelation type of thing that, you know, you were going in one direction and then went a completely different direction because something impacted you. And I love the fact that you actually have a, a passion for something that you that you do for a living. And obviously, I know you, you probably don't you don't get as much uh, from from writing poetry as you do. You know, you make your living, obviously, as a teacher. So, yeah, but, no, but you're not you're making funny still... as a poet. <laughs> no, no. So that's that, you know, you still are doing something connected to that that you have a passion for as well as yeah. working in the field sort of side by side, I guess, which yeah. is cool. I, I, I like the, the fact that you were able to kind of discover that and just sort of out of nowhere, really, like you said, that you didn't, you didn't really read yeah. growing up or anything until just one no. day. You know, it, it, what, what it comes down to is like, I'm an artist at the heart, you know, I'm a creative person at the heart. And sure. don't get me wrong, being a nurse is one of the freaking most noble jobs you gotta have a set of balls or a set of tits on you to really maintain a mental yeah. status that you don't want to kill yourself i mean it's one of the highest suicide rates it's in, i worked nine years on the unit in a hospital and it's intense bro it's no joke yeah it's definitely so, a bummer job you know it's not like i just went in to go do nursing and like oh i'm gonna go make money and be like i was on the front lines i wanted to do what i wanted to help people but i found out you know what i could help people in a different way in the classroom you know and it really just clicked it worked and um like i said i mean it, it's crazy because it, within four years i mean i i don't i don't believe in a god i do believe in a god whatever the cosmic forces somehow and it still doesn't, it's surreal. It does not feel right. I'm a full-time professor within four years. It's, yeah. it's absolutely mind-blowing because there's professors that have been there for 25 years and they're still adjuncts. And they look at me like, how did you get a full-time? And it's like, well, have you ever published anything? <laughs> you know? <laughs> sure. 25 years as a professor, you've done nothing. You haven't published anything. I mean, dude, you know, what do you think? They're going to just say, yeah, no problem. Oh, right. you gotta hustle, bro. And I'll never forget my grandfather telling me growing up, nobody's gonna come knocking on the door giving you a job. Nobody's gonna come knocking on the door giving you anything. You gotta go out there and you gotta get it. <laughs> That's Absolutely. the way it is. Mm -hmm. So when I was in grad school, my first semester, I had a couple of my peers that we got close and I was like, guys, let's start a press. Right. You know, we'll publish books. And we put out this sick book like interview with this poet Ann Waldman, color pages, poems, short stories, color artwork, cost us four G's. We put out this book and made a huge splash and we could never replicate it because the money was insane. We used our student loan refund checks to each put in a thousand and make it happen, you know? Right. And, but now look, you know, it's on our CVs, which is basically your extended resume, you know? Mm -hmm. So we, you know, we, we have, this plus, you know, about a dozen other books we've published. You know, I have my own book that I published, what, six years ago. I haven't published a book since because mm -hmm. 
what do I have? A six-year-old. Look at that. <laughs> and honestly, um, I'm shifting gears, bro. I want to make a horror movie. That's my next big thing. Sure. So you went from uh, learning music and playing in a bunch of bands to writing poetry and, and teaching and now into, uh, would you do more of like the story or the, the script or both? Yeah, I, wa I want to write it. You know, I want to do mm -hmm. the writing, you know. Um, I'm not a director, you know. I'm going to have to get the looch down here, you know, on the, on the, uh, <laughs> behind the lens over there. No, the Horophilia um, Productions. I, I told Jay Lloyd, um, dude, we should get like about a dozen of us, throw in like 2,500 each and, Freaking produce a movie, you know? Let's get a script together. We'll all work on it and make right. it happen. But uh, th that's how you, how, how else are you going to do this shit, you know? Right. Nobody's giving money for the arts, mm -hmm. you know? Not even Canada's giving it out anymore. Back in the 70s, they were like, here's money, make film. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, not anymore. No. Well, so, it's tough for <laughs> sure. There's a lot to compete with, just like in any form of creativity, I suppose. Yeah, like you know i'm i'm ambitious i you know i wish i could like imagine i didn't have kids and i had all the time like and <laughs> sure. i started press in grad school like i'm fucking a hustler bro i used mm. to fucking do things on the side growing up that's what i did as a kid you know what i mean right, right, so right. i got the mind of a hustler so I, you know i grew up in the streets of brooklyn at the same i'm not like some academic you know mm -hmm. but using my street smarts using my what i guess became some book smarts you know it's just it works, bro. Like, I'm in the classroom. Uh, I do my thing. My classes are maxed out. I teach six courses every semester. I became the editor of the student publication. Nice. You know? It's, it's like I'm teaching poetry classes. It's, it's everything I wanted, man. I'm grateful to the entities. It's just, like I said, it doesn't feel real. Like, I'm getting paid to do what I love. It's bizarre. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Very much. Um, had you ever thought about being a, a teacher or anything before? Or was no, that sort of no. just something that came up because of that you went to school for writing and then the, the teaching thing kind of followed up with that? Yeah, it, it, it just like it followed up with it. But I started working in the writing center when I switched um, majors. Okay. So it kind of like came at the same time, like helping a student with a paper. Like, you know, I was working in the hospital, still helping patients. It's like, okay. oh, I don't have to deal with like your family members who want to, you know, cut my head off for not getting you your milk. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, your life is not on the line in the writing center on campus. Yes. <laughs> you know I mean? yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, they used to call me super nurse, bro. When I was doing my clinicals, because I'm like running around changing bed sores, the size of softballs. And these like 20 year old chicks are looking at me like, Oh my God, crying like, how can you do this? It's like, dude, this is the real deal, Holyfield, you know? Yeah. I know, like, yeah, I always dreamed to be a nurse and it's a great job. You have no clue, man. It's not a joke. Yeah. It is, oh, God bless the nurses out there. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine that would not be the job for me. There's a, there's a program out there called The Resident. It's on Fox. They just mm -hmm. put out the first season. It's fucking awesome. It's one of the most realists. It, don't get me wrong. It's obviously fictionalized and it's far-fetched at times. But okay. the the way things work is one of the most realist um, settings as far as like interaction between nurses and doctors and patients and the way things work. It's the corruption of it all. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. The Resident. Check it out. Nice. So uh, until the 
writing a movie thing materializes i mean have you been i'm sure you have been like just reading other movie scripts or like looking at say like a movie that you know or you love and then oh yeah look at that and then see kind of the way that it's constructed and written then sort of try and emulate that process or have you taken any sort of like movie script writing Um, education or anything like that in college i took a semester of playwriting and i also teach modern drama so i've read like a lot of stuff about subtext and status play and staging and all this so i have all these ideas um from that but then I picked up the screenwriter's Bible. So okay. you know, th- what I learned was this, like the Hollywood script and the indie script, which is basically, you know, you just wield it your own way, you know? Mm-hmm. So me, uh, that's the route. I'm obviously going the indie script. I like, I'm not doing this to make money. I'm going to w- write a short and start there. You know, um, I already have my idea and I have like storyboards and stuff mapped out on my computer, Microsoft Word and my notepad and and the phone. It's just a matter of like, so when I write poetry, like I could open up Microsoft Word and just write poetry. Mm -hmm. But when I write fiction, it's a totally different process. Like my wife and kids have to leave the house five hours. I'm like a madman throwing papers around crumbled up everywhere like it's it's you know it's a totally different process sure sure some like real jack torrance type shit yeah because it, it, <laughs> it's so much more structured where my poetry is i'm like a magician just shooting out of my fingertips you know yeah <laughs> and it's more relaxing i feel like because it doesn't necessarily have to make sense i guess without oh at yeah the, at the risk of sounding disrespectful to it <laughs> uh, speaking of not making sense I, I got a little poem here let me read this <laughs> and then you tell me Perfect. what you think and i'll give you the meta about it and how i wrote this because um i wrote this like 30 page essay about the art of the cut up and you guys know you guys <laughs> you guys out there you know william s burroughs naked lunch <laughs> <laughs> um william s burroughs was involved in the cut up method as long uh, um along with some others but it started with the dadaists um in the early 1900s and I think they were in Austria, maybe. Um, Tristan Tizar, TZ, I'm, I'm the worst English professor, bro. I can't spell a talk, bro. I'm from Brooklyn, I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> but um, they basically like took words and stuff and pulled it out of a hat and, and cut up from the newspaper and like made poems and stories and shit like that. So what I did was basically use my eyes as like laser, you know, surgeon cutting things. So this is the title poem to my book. It's called Ways of Dying Naked in Mexico City. Okay. I wish I had a drink right now. (laughs) I drank the coffee and now I'm parched. All right. If it sounds a little gummy, I'm sorry, folks. (laughs) Oh, man. I haven't read a poem on stage in a while, but that that was the thing too about it. Like reading poems on the stage, there's poetry for the page and then there's performance poetry, slam poetry, stuff like that. And then the combo hybrid. But like being on stage and reading poems, I got that same feeling like being on stage rocking out, you know? And I used to be like on stage crushing beers, reading poems, like I was Chris Farley of poetry or something, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But like now, if I was to read a poem on a stage, it's like a totally different thing. But anyway, let me read this poem. Let's let's get on with this. Sorry, I, as you, as as everybody out there can hear, I'm all over the place, just like this. So, he's dying naked in Mexico City. There was a junkie on the road holding a book of longings, 
the version of a funhouse where email demons maliciously swing electrical wires and taxis run rampant through the streets. Learn the ego and the mechanisms of spliss, spliffs in Ventaminga. The eyes of the world were bound shut after a fellowship of meteoric flowers joined the planets in a perpetual groove. How lucky we are to have chills and human emotion driving through Albuquerque. A bounce of a washer shine like a knight, an inseparable teacher and poet. The stranger engaged in recognizing saints is dead to the world. Late night talks with the vampire Lestat, Neil Young, Marlon Brando, and Pocahontas till one of us fell asleep. Dreams of Richard III and Plato on desert terrain run with the cure to dark places, an alleyway, a basement, a casket. Seasons of snow are served in hell. On the color of lunch, go ask Rimbaud how to fly. An everlasting bell tolls during dreamscapes of the two towers. Very nice. Well, thank you. <laughs> so it's like what uh-huh <laughs> yeah i'm not sure if i have an interpretation of it but uh that, that's the thing like the, the, what's the interpretation of it i mean it's it's like i the way i look at it you know if i was to interpret this as a reader and not myself is you know a bunch of words on the page like making imagery kind of like art mm-hmm. right yeah yeah this is um trying to actually make sense of it, you know? And that's mm-hmm. the thing with poetry, you know, what is, what is, you don't know what the poet's intent was unless you get the meta behind it, right? Right. So, like I was saying before with the whole laser beam thing, right? What mm-hmm. The way I, I did this, and I don't know, you you've, you obviously picked up on specific things in here like Vampire Lestat, right? Yes. Um, so it's like, oh, okay, you know? But Rimbaud, do you, you know? You probably have no idea who Arthur Rimbaud is, right? No, I don't. So he's a he was like the he was like the Gigi Allen of French poetry in the 1800s. Okay. <laughs> he was a rebel, like traveler, flonier. Like he went to like Africa, and he was like 18, just like writing what he saw. People didn't really do that. You know, back in the day, um, mm-hmm. can just like hop a quick flight over to Africa, and, you know. <laughs> but um, you know, his work was a major influence. But like, you know, if you're analyzing this, doing a close analysis, you would say, oh, Rambo, okay, he's that, right? Oh, all right, Vampire that That's you know from Anne Rice's thing. Neil Young, we know who he is. Marlon Brando, you know, you would do a close reading. But really, right. how I made this was, I looked at my bookshelf in my basement at my mother's house. So this is before, you know, I live with my wife and everything. And, and, and I took all the titles of the books and like, just was like, choo, 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 like cutting them up mm-hmm. and wielding them into this piece that became, like I said, the title poem to my book, Ways of Dying Naked in Mexico City. Awesome. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that, that that's a little taste of my batshit craziness, you know? Well, I'm sure if, if I sat and like looked at the words and and read it a bunch of times like you would start to paint the picture more and more of it you know like say that you had the book and you were reading it and you could kind of like put all these things together and and create right. narrative so it's a cool experiment of trying to like you said just use the available words to create uh, sort of an imagery out of that right but then you know there's, there's more concrete things you know like here's the short little thing kitchen i remember as a boy clank of pantry shelf 
above wooden spoon, brown, splintered and bruised, grape Kool-Aid, red jug, next to rinsed plastic cups, cubes from ice chests to cool things down under dinner table, sipped as slow as possible. So I mean, it's a little more grounded, right? Like, oh, we're in a kitchen, something's going on. But like, the other thing is just, you're everywhere and what does this mean? What does this word mean? Sure. What the hell is a ventamenia? <laughs> <laughs> now, do you find that it's sort of like a um, th- like a creative outlet, like you can relieve stress or, or anything like that, or just kind of relax or something that you... Because obviously it's not like so much of a physical exhaustion type of thing to relieve stress, but to kind of help you uh, mentally, mentally center, your, center yourself. Yeah, like when you get stressed out or, or anxiety Def- or something like that. Definitely, man. It, it, you know, it's... It's just like a release. It's it just letting That's it awesome. out, you know? And, and you know, I, I was, I don't write as much as I want to because of podcasting. Luckily, mm-hmm. I, I write for horrortalk.com. I do, you know, written reviews and okay. horrormafiapodcast.com has some old written stuff from when we were okay. by podcast.com. So, but like, like I said, for poetry, I just open up a notepad and just go on a tear you know and then later on i put it into word edit it up a little bit but you know everybody's process is different we have um, a facebook group called poetry of the dead jerry herring jay mer from kill the cast watson's in there um we share poetry you know and yeah jerry's like yeah i don't know what this fucking means <laughs> and you know that's not his kind of work and there's nothing wrong with that you know his work rhymes that's not my kind of thing i don't like rhyming poetry you know right but it, it doesn't mean it's you know good bad i mean it's, it's art bro I, I love to read it i love to hear about their work uh-huh. and that's what we do we share it on the group though you know we're not as active as we used to be but mm-hmm. you know we, we share we it's a good release you know it's, it's nice to uh you know have a little community in our horror crew that likes poetry you know because when i told when i told my boys back in the day when i when i changed majors and all that shit oh yeah i want to write poetry (laughs) what they turn around and say (laughs) right what are you a fag yeah to go to the you know reference that episode that you guys talked about that right right? right. that's how it was back in the day and oh yeah yeah well you're about the same age as me too right so yeah so you know that's the mindset of my boys and it's like i always had this sure different thing going on like there was a time period where i would just go to you know one two three concerts a week i just fill my backpack hit the train i didn't hang out with my people from the neighborhood you know just i had that you know like i played music you know like i played sports growing up but by seventh eighth grade I didn't play all the sports that everybody else did. I just right. played only hockey and then focused on my music, you know? Mm-hmm. So cool. I, I always had that bug for, like, you know, art, entertainment, that kind of stuff. And, and podcasting right now is perfect because I'm, a, I'm not a stay-at-home dad. But, you know, I have two kids. I have a wife. I'm, I'm a loyal husband, you know? I, I do my thing here from the basement, you know? Yeah, and yeah. It no, it's it's definitely good for uh, for night owls. So. If you're a person yeah, that likes to sleep me, at night. I would night. love to be sleeping right now, but, you know, yeah. I got to get on the horn. <laughs> no, I hear you. Well, that's it. You know, like we were talking about with the, the time zone nonsense where 
just we do shows with guys that are three hours earlier than us so it's like hey you want to start at nine well that's like six here so it's kind of early still for me but yeah. i feel like shit happens earlier in california though like everyone's already like home by six o'clock for some reason yeah, it's i'm like how does how does you know a program like wrestling that starts at nine o'clock here right yeah. start at six o'clock there i know or does it start at nine there and then they find the spoilers online <laughs> i don't yeah. know how it works I know. <laughs> Let us know, Cali folk. I don't understand time travel. It Damn still confuses travel. me. Oh, we need Sheldon Cooper to explain it to us. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I probably still wouldn't understand. I'm not that smart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that's cool. I, I I think either way you're going to end up doing something cool. And it sounds like you already have a couple of books out or, or books that you've done and, and stuff that you've published a little bit and, and gotten yourself out there and then just the fact that you're doing it for fun and also oh, being yeah. uh, your employment through writing as well is, is kind of a cool thing and very very lucky man because you know i have you know peers that i went to school with and it's like right you know you adjunct to live an adjunct life you don't see a paycheck from june till october you know it's like, yeah, I teach four classes, you know, three at this one, one over here, and then, you know, take a shift at Staples. Because it's like, I need money to live. It's New York City and it sucks the life out of you. Sure. And it's expensive, I'm sure. It's crazy, dude. It's <laughs> like, absolutely nuts to live in this town. But, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? Um, <laughs> so you have the... Uh... The Horror Mafia podcast is still going, and you have possibly something else now that you have free time that you're done with the other show. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe a I'm writing gonna... project or two, and who knows what else. Maybe another, maybe start getting the band back together. Nah, probably not, but <laughs> you know, I wish, dude. I would love to just like shred on stage, like do it up. Uh, my, my, The lead singer, my boy Dan, he ended up going out. He's from Cincinnati. He ended up going out to. Uh, what is it in, in Tennessee where they do country music? Uh, Nashville. Nashville yeah. He went out to Nashville and started doing country music, bro. He was playing shows, headlining. I was like, dude, that's sick, bro. Nice. So it's like, <laughs> you know, you you got to hustle, bro. And, yeah. you know, if you're a singer-songwriter, it's just like being a poet. You could do it yourself. You don't have to rely on bandmates and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? um, Absolutely. So yeah, like like you said, I got all these different projects going on and I would love to, you know, explore things more, but it's just like, no. I, I feel myself getting burnt out. I, in, in this month of, what, June, I watched maybe a dozen movies, which yeah. is like nothing compared to what I you know normally have to do. But yeah, it's, been, it's been awesome. I went like nine days without watching a movie. It felt good. Just, <laughs> I've been at the beach fucking chilling all week. Yeah. Well, you burned yourself out by having to do like three and four movies per show and stuff. So. Yeah, I'm trying to shift it to more two to three movies. Yeah. Because doing two is mint. That's where, that's where we try to stay in the two. And like we'll do more than two, but I'll really restrict the amount of time that we spend on each one if we're doing that. Uh, and just, you know, just we got that same reason to be smart about like, okay, I don't want to be on here at two in the morning. We have another movie to go. And then I'm tired. I don't feel like even talking about it. Plus, it's just me and Marco or maybe one other person. And so then it just, you know, it's like, why even bother putting this out? We don't even want to be here, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. At that point, it's like, like, why are we even doing this? Yeah. You know, so that's me with horror mafia. Like, we we'll start at 9 30, 10 o'clock, and before we even hit the live button, it's like 
eleven thirty already. We were just bullshitting for an hour and a half. Like, yeah, we gotta go. We gotta do this. We still got two, three movies. Oh, I know. I gotta, I gotta. We had to cut back on that shit too. The worst yeah. is uh, you guys had him on too. Was uh, with Mr. Watson. Oh, we can go, man. <laughs> what we oh. we had him on. I think we talked for like an hour and a half before, and then talked for like an hour afterwards. And the show was like four hours. And like, <laughs> yeah, that was mega. It's like we're on the phone with him for half of the day, practically. <laughs> <laughs> man, we had Phil Perrin from Dog Discussions on a couple weeks ago. Okay. Four and a half hour episode. Nice. Three movies. We freaking went nuts on him. It was amazing. Yeah. And uh, what I wanted to mention was now we have the Sopranos retrospective that we're doing. Mm-hmm. So every right. every episode now we're next the episode that just came out today on Monday is season one episode seven. So we we're halfway through season one and we have Dave Z on every time. So in the middle of the episode or in the beginning we splice it in. So sometimes we record it the same night, a different night. Like tomorrow we're recording with Z. And then Thursday we're recording the other part. I'll splice it up. Boom. And it's, dude, it's amazing. I don't know. If, how do you feel about Sopranos, Paul? I never watched it, but I'm, I'm not much of a TV show person. Like I don't like extended series of things. I'm more of a one and done guy. So Getting it out. Bang, bang, boom. Yeah. As, as you can <laughs> tell by my career on Death by Podcast. <laughs> one and like, done. Yeah, that's it. I, I'm just gonna yeah. hang up the microphone on that one. Yeah, so. you guys are all right, but I got soft hands with Marco. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that was that was definitely much more of a scheduling conflict. But the, you know, again, it was it was uh, well four or five people, and then uh, Mike having to come over in person. So yeah, know, it was a project trying to, trying to get. Uh, Don, who's in different time zones, and, and me and you in another time zone, and Tara in another time zone. So. Oh, we're in the same time zone, Eastern, yeah, right? Yeah, you and I are in the same one. Yeah. Yes. And Tara, Tara, she was great. She's, uh, you know, unfortunately, I didn't get to, you know, share the airwaves with you guys extensively. But I mean, look, look at what you guys are doing. You and Marco got a freaking awesome show, oh, awesome you. shows. The bonus episode, the Friends episodes are great, bro. Yeah, thank you. And. Uh, you know the fact that we're doing what we love rather than like having to deal with the stress of trying to record i mean that's what's important yes. you know yeah yeah oh yeah absolutely. both of our shows i really do think that both of our shows um are quality and I, you know i don't like to be like oh yeah i got one of the best podcasts but i i just really feel that the horror mafia podcast brings the fucking thunder every time not every time but you know what i'm saying we really genuinely right. love what we're doing and the fact that we all have this different chemistry going on yeah when, you know, and when you guys like works. fully get into talking about the movies then you really bring up a lot of different things because of all the different perspectives on it so i, yeah. I do like yeah. uh when, when you guys actually start digging into the movies then it's it's a more unique perspective than a lot of other shows have uh, you know it's, it's, in, it's, in the beginning right so this is what happened one time jerry herring's like Yo, little, you know, this is behind the scenes stuff. He's like, you know, criticisms. I got to stop, like, trying to be the host, you know, because initially when we started the show, I was already, you know, still kind of doing Death by Podcast, figuring it out, hosting right. Slice and Dice. Yeah. And I was like, well, why don't want to use host? Dom, why don't you host? Dom, Dom be the host. You know, like, I, he was like, all right, all right. So I got Dom to be the host. But I'm used to being the host, so it was like I kind of was... He would just basically introduce, and I would end up... You just walk all over him. <laughs> Man, shut up, Don. I'm on the show. But, uh, it happens. It happens. You know, and, and then I had to learn, like, to take a step back. Like, dude, right. you know, shut up for a minute. Shut up. 
Yes. You know? I mean, if you're on a podcast and you're like, um, hmm, what should I say? I mean, I understand there's times where, you know, four people are talking about one movie. You just said everything I was going to say. Shit. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's one thing, but like... Or someone every catches episode, you off guard with a question or something, but yeah. Yeah, but like every episode, you know, there's shows where it's like, hmm, let me think for a minute here. Uh, you know, uh, mm, yeah, all right. Like, if, if, it, if it's more than like a five second long, all right, you know? You gotta, five, tru- you gotta truncate your silence. Yeah, you gotta trim it a little. You gotta trim it. <laughs> I mean, I, but at times I'm like, I'm not sitting there and re-listening to three and a half hours of editing this shit. I got so much to do. So sure. it's like I I, I I put on the beginning, I listen to it, edit it a little. But what I do is I take notes like, oh, major edit here in the first segment. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I try and do that too. Yeah. But, it, dude, I'm not getting paychecks for this. I'm not, you know, what are you, nuts? I ain't going that crazy. No, uh, no. Guys, you do an amazing job, who I got to say. Well, sometimes you I... Some, sometimes I clean it up a lot, and sometimes I just let it roll. And uh, I have I have a cheat where I can shorten the silence like automatically in the one editing software I have. And, That's uh, awesome. So the, the the setup is high tech. You know, our setup is Google Hangouts that streams on YouTube. I use online YouTube Ripper. Take the audio. Sure. Yeah. Use three megabyte songs that I rip off YouTube. Like. Yeah. But it works. You know, it works. It works for us. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it, you don't have to do a lot to make it, you know, sound d- decent. You know, it just depends on what okay. you're really trying to do with it. I don't like go the, crazy the with, uh, with with adding stuff in if I don't have to. Right, right. Like, <laughs> I, do you have a Blue Yeti mic? Or no, mic? I just have a cheap one that I am looking to replace soon, though. But, but yeah, you it's, should talk it's, to it's Mike. Maybe he'll sell you his his uh, Yeti mic that he. Um, bought for Death by Podcast and does not use anymore. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'll send him a message. Um, <laughs> what's it called? The uh, the Blue Yeti mic. I mean, dude, when I got it, it definitely changed the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So Bill and I both use it. And then Don uses the headset that I initially started with, which is like a Logitech $25 thing from Amazon. And it works good. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, luckily... It sounds, you know, it sounds so far so good. Don't get me wrong. A couple of times, um, there's a little mishap. Like sometimes, oh shit! I it was not using my Yeti. It was using my oh, Apple. Yeah. Head. No? I've I've done that. Um, I caught it in the pre-recording, like monitoring, and I had it recording um, just like the the speaker on the or the microphone on the laptop itself was recording. And I looked at the level, and I'm like, why is this so fucking quiet? You know, like it's not. <laughs> And then I, I realized that it's set to the wrong microphone, and it's like recording. And I haven't had it record a whole episode that way. I caught it every time before. But yeah, that's, mm. a, that's the other thing, too. If you don't catch something, and you have this big conversation, and there's something fucking wrong, and you're like, fuck. You're like, no. How can you, how can you a... recreate like a three-hour show or some shit? Like, it's fucking impossible. Oh, yeah. Like, you, know, hey, you guys want to do that all over again? They're like, fuck off. <laughs> like, yeah, that's not it's not a good look right there. No, no. <laughs> you know, we we recorded the Martyrs episode um, for Death by Podcast in the room together, and we had just gotten the soundboard and individual mics, and if freaking and I used to put the Yeti in the middle just as a backup. Right. And of course, we had a great episode, and it recorded on the Yeti, not the soundboard. Oh shit! So 
it's got this whole echoey sound and it yeah, was it such was, good stuff, man. I think I listened to it anyways, but yeah, I know what you're saying. It's, it's, it breaks your heart. Cause you're like, I know that people are going to listen to this and suffer through it. And you just fucking feel bad for putting it out because you're like, I, like, I know the stuff we said is worth listening to, but it sounds so bad. And like, I, I feel bad for the people that are going to listen and be like, Oh, it's okay. <laughs> don't worry about it. But then it makes you, it makes you feel like they're going to stop listening to my show. They fucking hate me. I'm garbage. Yeah, exactly the, the range of emotions i go through so. yeah don like don has his internet will make him sound like he's underwater yeah and i'm like dude like reset your thing I know. you know i don't hear it i don't hear it well, i like, get you don't hear it we hear it i think at the end of the day like you said you know none of us are getting paid to do any of this and we're doing it because we love it and we do our absolute best to make it sound as good as we can within our reasonable parameters and that's really all you can do if you you know if you try to make it sound listenable and if people want to listen to they do they do and they don't they don't it's no big deal you're not losing any money either way so maybe you're losing a little bit but (laughs) (laughs) definitely losing money our our patronians are helping out but all that money goes right into you know our giveaways which we do giveaways every like two to three weeks and we have an amazon wish list you pick your prize amazon sends it to you oh that's cool yeah yeah awesome yeah we speaking of i need to uh send attack at a killer podcast there uh texas chainsaw lunchbox i am terribly sorry with that (laughs) (laughs) yeah shout out to those guys that's uh i've I've listened to their show they're pretty good guys yeah and girl and gal uh cool so before we wrap up here uh let's start telling people where to keep up with you and your shows and whatever else so that they know where to find you yes yes you can find me on facebook joey colombo um changed my facebook deactivated my old account started a new one those of you who know me my name is giuseppe infante jr aka joey infante aka baby joey aka joey colombo aka joey the dog aka joe donkey aka how you doing so many nicknames forget about it but anyway um you could find me on Facebook, Joey Colombo. You could find me on the Horror Mafia Podcast on the Horror Philia Network, HorrorMafiaPodcast.com, um, Horror Mafia Newsfeed, not Newsfeed, on the, you know, you type it into the, yeah, I, blah, 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 the freaking search bar, you know, for your yes, iTunes, yes, yes. your uh, podcast, whatever. And uh, we're basically, you know, everywhere you can hear a podcast, Horror Mafia Podcast, check us out. Um, if you want to support, we got the uh, Patreon. We got different levels, different tiers, um, and, uh, yeah, and basically, you guys do good at following through. I know a lot of people start these Patreon things, and they're like, "Sorry, we fell behind, and we have like ten Patreon things we have to do now." So yeah, nah, man, you're putting money in there. Like, even if it's a buck, dude, you know we're we're doing it right. You know sure. we don't mess. Up. Granted, I try to get early releases out. Some weeks we don't get them out. Some weeks I get them out on a Tuesday, so you'll get the Monday drop and next day a new episode, you know? Nice. So you never know what you're going to get. But um, like I said, the Horror Mafia podcast, you know, we cover all sorts of films from in the horror genre to obscure, um, obscure cult films. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And, okay. um, and we also cover Mafia movies. You know, we, we did a Bronx Tale, Godfather 1 and 2. Um, and now we do the Sopranos retrospective and with Dave Z. So that's that's my primary shtick right now. And, and Slice and Dice, you can hear 40 episodes on YouTube or the Horror, the, uh, Horror Philia Network. You can catch Death by Podcast there as well. 
Also, on the Horror Mafia feed, you might be able to find some old episodes of Dose of Terror podcast if you want to check that out. Nice. That's some some old stuff. Classics. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, like like we mentioned earlier, a little teaser. Um, something called Beneath the Zenith is rising, and uh, will be coming to the Horrorphilia Network. And what about any of your, your writing stuff? Can people see any of that stuff anywhere? Yeah, if you Google Giuseppe Infante poetry, you'll see videos of me reading poetry. You'll find published work. Um, my press's website, overpassbooks.org. You can buy books. We have a new book coming out in September he, by my mentor, actually. It's a it's a book, a long poem um, that we're publishing as a book mm-hmm. called On the Westward Front. And... Uh, that's coming out in September. So, you know, I, I still publish about one or two books a year with my press. So, like I said, I still got my hands in the poetry world. Just, you know, I'm not worried about sending out my own manuscript. I got, dude, I got at least 300 pages of poetry. I nice. could put together books. It's just a matter of, you know, Take in time. It's like, I'm not, I, I'm not going to make money off of it. Things are great. I'm already stressed out. What am I going to start having? Because when you submit these manuscripts, sometimes you got to pay to get them to read it and it's like yeah. dude fuck you know, it's not that shit. Shit, bro. you know yeah that does suck well cool I will make sure that on all the social media posts that I add the proper links and on um, I always have the, the everything linked correctly I don't know how it turns up on everyone's podcast players whether it's uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Stitcher or whatever but yeah, somewhere out there I know if you go to our actual Legion podcast page which I always link on everything then all the links are on that too and on any of our Facebook posts and stuff which I will take the time to plug all that stuff in the intro and I gotta I gotta give a quick shout out to my man J Mac bro J Mac is my boy we grew up together right so you know James mm-hmm. like Dude, he moved to Florida, you know. Now it's like the podcast brought us back to like being real tight. And I just want to say I love you, bro. And he's got the best horror memes on the net. Instagram was Slicing Dices now, Horror Mafia podcast on Instagram. He runs that page. Best horror memes on the net. Check him out. Yeah, he does post a lot of funny ones. I always love his posts. Yeah, he's he's a real good dude, and I am looking forward to uh, our future endeavors again together. Perfect. Well, yeah, I just you know want to thank you for taking the time to uh, come on to record a little bit here with me, and it was kind of a last-minute thing, so we figured the best thing would be to go with no format since we didn't have time to prepare for anything. So. Man, that's just... my life, bro. No format. Yeah. <laughs> no format, Joe. I go with the flow. That's how I roll, bro. Well, it's kind of nice that, uh, you know, I, I like to do this for people that do a lot of podcasting about movies or, or books or whatever. And then it's like, well, you don't normally get to talk about the other stuff. So yeah, this is the, the place to be like, well, it's not. We can talk about our podcast because obviously that's what we all know each other from. But then talk about the other stuff that yeah. that you're about besides podcasting. We didn't even talk about movies. We just got to the nitty gritty. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's the nice thing. And then someday you can come back and we'll do a movie. Yeah, one man, with definitely. We, we got to do a hybrid where uh, you and Marco and the Horror Mafia podcast come together. We have a sit down in the back of Satriali, sharing any boss. It'll be a grand old time. <laughs> Absolutely. I like that. Uh, cool. So, yeah, just, I mean, thanks a lot. And, and, I mean, going way back to 
before I ever recorded the first episode of this show, you know, you asked me to come in and be on your show, which gave me a little extra shot of confidence too. So I am always grateful for that as well, even though it didn't work out to too much more than that. It was still just the, you know, the show that I listened to. And then they were like, Hey, do you want to be on our show? And I was like, wow, man, I could actually do this. So hell yeah i don't know if you know that you gave me that little boost there but it was definitely thank you well look i I told mike i was like paul stevenson bro that's (laughs) that's the man right there you know and you know again it it sucks that we don't get to share the mic often Mm -hmm. but it's great and amazing that we got these shows that are just you know slaying dragons yeah well and that's the the tough thing too is that there's so many of us that are doing cool stuff that we i mean it's it's nice that we're all kind of doing different things and can cover different stuff and and still be friends and you know we don't get to talk as much but that way we're covering more things and doing more stuff that interests us so yeah yeah i mean it's you know we're all over the place with making it happen putting it out on the airwaves and having fun you know excellent it's 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 amazing just like like i said you know paul how many guys on facebook guys and gals that we are now we're like a crew out there bro it's like yeah oh yeah yeah i know of course yeah doing the paul stevenson you know what i mean (laughs) we 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 got a crew we know who we are you're like jerry cortez you know jerry cortez of course yeah jerry cortez he plays poker from california like i never met him yeah but i talk to him more than i talk to my boys i grew up with (laughs) it's crazy yeah uh And uh, speaking of, of old references, uh, we'll, we'll end on this one here because I know you'll get a kick out of this. I was just listening to uh, our friend Jerry Herring on his Kill the Kill the Cast podcast, and they were talking about Sleepaway Camp, and that brought me back to the memories of when you guys covered Sleepaway Camp and all the jokes <laughs> about the giant fucking pot. Fucking giant pot! <laughs> yes! I made the picture that I like posted in the group pointing out the huge-ass pot. Yes! And how Holy ridiculous shit. it was. Dude, that pot, ridiculous. <laughs> the pot will live in infamy. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone mentions it when they watch the movie, too. It's, like, unmistakably huge. Huge. So How's that guy carrying that pot? I know. So if you don't know what we're talking about, then go back and watch the scene when the guy gets burned by the, the pot full of water in the kitchen and sleep away oh. camp. And notice how like inhumanly large the pot of water is that's on the stove. That was one of the funniest episodes <laughs> of Death by the Podcast. That because that was the pot and the cop. Yeah. So it was. Oh the shit. And then the cop. Inspector Gatti, how you doing? Oh my god. Oh, that yeah, was that good. was brilliant. Uh, but yeah, again, thanks for coming on. And uh, thank you, thank you. Boys. I will make sure that I put all the links to your stuff in there. We'll keep up with you there, and all the stuff for who will survive. You guys will have already heard before you got to this point. So I will just end by saying bye. Adios.
Yo. What up, man? I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Your mic might be muted or something. Mm. No, wait. Sorry. It's my fault. Hold on. <laughs> sorry, I have my audio off. All good. Should I shut my video off? Uh, Yeah, we don't have to use it. I mean, unless you normally do, but whatever makes you more comfortable. And I, I take my shirt off on air, so I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to, so we'll see. <laughs> What's up, man? Ah, uh, not much. Just fucking finally, finally getting settled in here. Yeah, my kids are being assholes tonight. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my kids aren't over, so <coughs> they're more like just always assholes because they're older now. Yeah, mine are still cute sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> 